you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Twas the night before hockey, and all through the house. I don't. I, I actually. What's the rest of? I was gonna say I'm doing this on the fly here, so I have no idea. Welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone. Of course, officially titled "Twas the Night Before Hockey," because yes, the NHL comes back uh, for more than a hundred straight days of hockey starting tomorrow, uh, and we are glad you're here with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, my name is Amy Johnson. I'm your host for the show, as well as the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and uh, that other voice you heard. He's my fantastic co-host, and he is the founder of Rocket Sports and our editor-in-chief, Rick Stevens. Uh, Happy Hockey Eve to you. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's hard to believe. I've felt felt just horrible for a week. Why? We missed. And last week, on on my notes, I had to say a very happy birthday to you. And Uh we had such a rousing (laughs) show, such an in-depth... Just drew me in um, with all the hockey information we had. Mm. I forgot Uh to publicly say happy birthday to you. Thank you. So happy birthday, belated happy birthday from me and from all your thousands of (laughs) hockey fans. I'm not sure that there's thousands, but thank you to all of them. Tens of thousands. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, You're forgiven. It's okay. Um, It's and you know I always lament. I always jokingly lament that it's the you know it's christmas and then new year's and then my birthday is exactly a week after that and everyone <laughs> it's i'm used to people forgetting and there's training camps opening and, and you, know, you know and yeah. so you know after all of the holiday celebrations my birthday is usually kind of like eh. <laughs> anyway so uh i'm all for extending the celebrations um and and so thank you very much i appreciate that i had a wonderful day Nice, quiet day at home with my husband. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. So you're excited for tomorrow. I'm... What, what, what's going to ha- happen? So, I'm what's excited. Gonna ha- what's going to ex- happen? I don't know. I'm excited. I am excited um, to watch some hockey. Uh, I'm concerned about moving forward with hockey for um, everyone's health and safety reasons. Um, and I also think that just this whole, the, the way this season is, has to happen because of the shortened season and the taxi squads and the quarantining and the safety regulations and yada, yada, yada. I, I think it's just going to be a complete upside down crazy ride. Um, so for that, I'm kind of excited because we're all, you know, it's, we're all in this together doing this whole, this is the first time we've had to deal with this kind of scenario. Um, and so we're all kind of in the same boat and, uh, I think it's going to be, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. Well, we know what, we know what the regular 
hockey is like. We know what yeah. bubble hockey is like. We we have no idea what this hybrid thing is is going to be like, and whether we've seen some some flare ups already, um, and we yeah. know there'll be some postponements as we go along. Uh, it's not going to be like uh, being in a bubble and completely isolated. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, and of course, uh, COVID is. Well, it's rampant. Um, the, the curfew in Montreal, in in Quebec, mm-hmm. um, stay-at-home order in, in Ontario and uh, in the states. Uh, uh, tough situation there too. So uh, let's see how this all works out. Yeah, the one thing I am looking forward to is because play is by and large divisional. I can't wait to see the rivalries crop up very quickly. Oh yeah, and very passionately. Um, both with the fans, but particularly with the players, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's it's the growing up in the Flyers region gal in me. You know, it, it means there's going to be a lot more sandpaper in the league this year. I'm for it. Um, but I think it's going to be uh, quite an active uh, physical kind of season. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I, for one, you know, that's going to mean more fights, which means more opportunities for us to see the new um the, the new, the new ref penalty signal. Yeah. ref signal for for yeah. fighting which yeah. kind of just looks like he wants to boogie down i don't know I, i'm really ex- i'm i'm it's a battle bots thing <laughs> i'm anticipating eagerly anticipating seeing what this looks like in in not battle in bots rock'em sock'em rock'em robots. sock'em robots sorry are you all right yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we do have lots of uh, hockey to cover today. Um, we're actually going to. Typically, we have three segments. Today, we're gonna we're gonna actually do uh, two segments because there's so much on the NHL side to cover. Uh, a lot has happened in the last. 12 hours and 24 hours and 48 hours. So on the NHL side of things in the first segment, we're going to take a look at the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers. We're going to talk about uh, their training camps wrapping up, uh, who was put on waivers, if there were ever, if any uh, players were claimed off of waivers, uh, and who has been assigned to both franchises, taxi squads, and who has been sent to their AHL affiliates. Um, as Rick said, you know, there's already been some some COVID shutdowns we'll touch on, um, as well as, uh, you know, kicking off the season, some new announcements. NBC has announced their new lineup of broadcasters for the season, uh, expanding their uh, roster of talent. And there's some, some new faces uh, that will be <laughs> on that lineup, as well as some faces who won't be there anymore. Uh, and the Flyers are actually going to get to play a very special game this year. We're going to talk about that as well. And then in the second segment, as uh, training camps for the NHL wind down, we're going to start to be focusing more on what's happening in the AHL as those rosters now start to kind of take shape a little bit more. Uh, so we do have some news from the AHL as well. Uh, we have some news from the Chicago Wolves announcing a dual affiliation for this season, uh, as well as a couple of news items coming out of Utica uh, surrounding the Comets. So um, and some ECHL news actually, which is sort of breaking uh, that just that just happened uh, a little while ago today. So uh, lots to cover. Um, it's it's pretty exciting. Mm. I feel like. It's it's funny, you know, we go through all of these months of not 
having a whole lot of hockey coverage. And then in the last 48 hours, it's, oh my, I can't keep it all straight. Like, <laughs> need a, need a, need a separate day just to keep everything straight. So, well, and we're going to get the season underway, the NHL season underway. It'll go for a couple of weeks and we'll kind of get used to that routine. And then added to that is going to be the AHL mm-hmm. once they start on February 5th. And once they push the button on that AHL season, there's going to be teams that are going to be playing, as uh, Patrick Williams said last week, as little as two dozen games. And that 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 season is going to go by in a blink. In a blink. Yep. I can't imagine. I mean, that's you're playing a third of a season, basically. If you're playing 24 games, you're, it's essentially a third of a season. And that's it. Um, most teams need a third of a season just to kind of establish where they're at. Um, so it's, it's going to be, it, we hear so much, uh, in, in player interviews and coach interviews right now at the NHL level, you know, do you need how much more important it is for them to have a good start right off the bat, uh, because of the shortened season will just magnify that a hundredfold for the AHL. There's going to be no room for error in the AHL this season whatsoever, or you're going to find yourself on the outside looking in really, really quickly. Um, But for the NHL, the Canadians and Flyers, of course, yes, did wrap their training camps today. Uh, The Canadians are en route to Toronto for their uh, season opener against the Maple Leafs tomorrow night. The Flyers will be hosting the Penguins at the Wells Fargo Center tomorrow. Um, and so I guess let's first, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the Flyers first. Uh, and since they have, they, they kind of kick things off at uh, 5.30 tomorrow night. Um, they put a number of players uh, on waivers yesterday, all of whom have cleared, uh, which, was, which was good news. But they have announced their opening night roster. It looks like. Uh, Morgan Frost is going to be that 13th forward. I'm super happy for Morgan Frost. He really put in a lot of work last year to to improve in the areas that the <clears throat> that the NHL uh, staff had told him needed work. He obviously paid attention to that, worked on it in the off season, and had a tremendously good camp where he was laser focused the whole time he looked great in the orange and black uh, orange and white scrimmage the other night um and uh he has made the opening night roster in addition to that so is mark friedman uh at coming in with as as one of the extra defensemen again that's another one rick where weren't sure what freeds was going to do uh went back and forth between the nhl and the ahl last year but he's also proven himself as well so that leaves uh I believe they have they have filled all six of their taxi squad uh, roster spots. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. And and all twenty three of their opening night roster spots, which is mm-hmm. some some uh, teams are choosing to, uh, and we'll talk about one of them in a minute, are choosing to leave a couple of spots open. That's right. So those taxi squad players, the goaltender, every taxi squad has to have at least one goaltender on it. And so uh, Alex Lyon does get that designation uh, for the Flyers. And he is joined by Andy Andrioff, Carson Twarinski, Connor Bunneman, Nate Prosser, and Sam Moran. So, um, you know, there is argument to be made that maybe Sam Moran would be better off just getting a lot of ice time with Lehigh Valley. But I think that they're impressed enough uh, with what he's doing and probably want him to be working on that new position as a winger 
um, that they want to keep a close eye on Sam Moran and have him and have him right there on the taxi squad. So, and I guess just to to add to that, and this will apply to uh, the Canadians' taxi squad as well, is this taxi squad is for uh, for now. It's for the opening of the season, mm-hmm. and it could change. Uh, once the the AHL begins their season on February fifth, maybe that's when Sam Moran gets moved to uh, to the AHL to uh, get some games in. Uh, but right now, without an AHL playing with with only camps running uh, for the AHL, uh, it's probably better for him to be with the big club. That's right. And as you say, when we get to the Canadians, there are a couple players that that will probably apply to on the Canadians taxi squad as well. Uh, And so that means that uh, so far, 14 players have been assigned to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. That's Bigra, LaBerge, Millman, Roddy Ross, who is uh, a goaltender. Uh, Felix Sandstrom is the other goaltender, uh, as well as Zade Wisdom, uh, Lena Sandin, Tyson Forster. Now here's, um, let me put an asterisk on that. I'm going to come back to Tyson Forster in a minute. Uh, there's also Derek Pouliot, Igor Zamula, Wyatt Wiley, Matthew Strom, Tyler Wotherspoon, and Max Wellman, all assigned to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Cycling back to that Tyson Forrester mention, Rick, we talked with Patrick Williams last week about how AHL rosters could be uh, so different this year because of, of the potential of having CHL-aged players on AHL rosters. And sure enough, here's Tyson Forrester. He's he is the first round draft pick in 2020 for the Philadelphia Flyers, and he has been sent to their AHL affiliate. Uh, that's um, it's a very different thing to see for for anyone in 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 hockey, um, but also quite an opportunity for for a young man like that. Well, we talked about that. Um the agreement that's in place between the NHL and the CHL uh, and has been for many years, it's different from the NCAA or for, for European players, um, which excludes uh, CHL age players from, from playing in the AHL. But that is uh, set aside. Um, well, the, the uh, CHL players have no place to play. While the, the CHL is not active, uh, they're allowed to be on AHL rosters, and, and that applies to uh, this young player as well. That's right. Uh, so we will, uh, we'll, of course, uh, no word yet as to when Phantoms camp is going to begin. I imagine it'll be sometime probably within the next week. Um, oddly enough, the Ontario Reign started camp today. <laughs> they they had you know they got their assignments and they were like okay we're practicing today let's go um but the phantoms not not so much yet so we will see how that goes uh keep in mind uh on the injury list for the flyers is wade allison tanner lashinsky who was uh injured during camp kirill ustomenko who's out for the season after having surgery and isaac ratcliffe uh who's out for about a month um and the Flyers, last but not least, did also announce their captaincy for the year. Uh, Claude Giroux maintains his captaincy. The permanent alternate captain is Sean Couturier. Uh, the permanent home alternate captain is Ivan Provorov. And then there are two rotating road alternate captains, and that will be Kevin Hayes and Jake Voracek. So um, pretty good leadership squad there for, for Philadelphia. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, Chuck Fletcher and Elaine Vigneault both sp- spoke very highly of what Nolan Patrick did in camp this past week, uh, that it's just 
not only exceptional to see him on the ice, but Chuck Fletcher today uh, mentioning just what a good, solid 200-foot player Pat- Nolan Patrick is and that it's it's going to be really exciting to to watch him play this year. So, Rick, I'm I'm pretty excited for for the Flyers. I think uh, I think they're going to have um, – I think they've got a good crew put together, a good opening night roster. Uh, and, of course, Flyers fans are going to want to see the Pittsburgh Penguins just put in their place at home on uh, – on opening night. I think I saw on the first NHL power rankings, uh, the Flyers, uh, I'm doing this off of memory, I think they're around fifth uh, in the power rankings. Uh, so some high expectations there. Uh, just as far as the roster, a couple of comments and things we're going to be paying more attention to this year than we have in the past. One is going to be the 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 cap and, and the mm-hmm. cap hit and how close teams are to the cap. It's been a struggle for many of them uh, to get cap compliant. The the Flyers are in with uh, about $1.3 million to spare at this point. Um, that said, they are, they've filled up their roster. They're using all 23 spots uh, of the 23-man roster. And they are only one of two teams, Anaheim being the other, who have 50 contracts. You're, you know, you're allowed 50 contracts. <laughs> they have 50 of 50. So Ooh. there's no flexibility. If, if they make a trade, they have to have one going out if they have one coming in because yeah. uh, they're at the maximum number of contracts uh, for the year. Uh, so all of those things are going to come more into play this year uh, than than other years, uh, in addition to those taxi squad players. So we're going to be talking about them uh, a lot as we go forward. Switching over to the Montreal Canadiens, uh, we do have a bit of breaking news before we even talk about the taxi squad and so forth. Um, from what we knew from today, uh, the Canadians have just announced their official 21-man roster and taxi squad. Uh, so reading right off their press release here, the roster includes 12 forwards, which is Josh Anderson, Joel Armia, Paul Byron, Phil Deneau, Druan, Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, Kokinemi, Lekkanen, Suzuki, Tatar, and Toffoli, as well as seven defensemen, Sherratt, Edmondson, Kulak, Mete, Petrie, Romanoff, and Shea Weber, and two goaltenders, Carey Price and Jake Allen. So... Uh, as they announced earlier today, the taxi squad for uh, the Montreal Canadiens will be Michael Froelich, Corey Perry, both of whom who cleared waivers yesterday. We'll talk about that in a moment. As well as Ryan Paling, uh, defenseman Kale Fleury, and goaltender Charlie Lindgren. Um, that means that they have assigned 15 players to Laval. Uh, that's Belzeal, Blandizi, Dauphin, Demchenko, Leskinen, Lucini, Lynch, McNiven, Olufsen, Wallet, Primo, Teasdale, Vedamo, and Wheel. Um, so, Rick, that's... Um, now, as you just mentioned with the Flyers, the Canadians are leaving uh, only 21 on the roster, so there's two extra vacancies there and only five of the six taxi squad roster spots have been filled that's right and that's that's um that has to do with cap issues the canadians uh, a little tighter to the cap uh with just seven hundred thousand dollars to spare uh but have become cap, cap compliant only uh taking 21 of the 23 uh spots and um Leaving also, um, the the Flyers took all six of their taxi squad spots, uh, the Canadians with just five, and you can expect 
uh, one of the roster players to be rotating in and out of that um, that uh, taxi squad spot uh, on off days uh, to start building uh, accruing uh, cap money that will come into play later in the season. That's for sure. Um, so a couple of things of note of, of the Canadians roster um, to see Jake Evans make the opening night roster there. Uh, very happy to see that, that Jake seems to have, uh, for now, really made a good impression. You know, he he went through such a transformation last year and made so much progress um, after having kind of a rocky start to the season, uh, but really has come back and and kind of like Morgan Frost did for for the Flyers, really took everything to heart, uh, built his confidence, and all of that hard work really seems to have paid off for Jake Evans. It has. And, um, you know, he left a, a very good impression uh, at the end of the return to play mm-hmm. uh, in the summer. Uh, people were penciling him in already for the the Canadians' fourth line. I'd have to say Ryan Paling gave him a, a very good run uh, and uh, and Paling ends up on the, the taxi squad. Uh, but those two could be interchanged as 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 both had had uh, very good training camps, and both um, um, I think will be will be rotated in and out uh, at the discretion of of uh, Claude Julian. Mm-hmm. Now you did mention uh, for the Flyers that you know when we were talking about Tyson Horster, uh, talking about Sam Moran particularly uh, that that there's the potential that the taxi squad is going to start to look different once the AHL season kind of gets underway. Ryan Paling and Kale Fleury are two players that who knows if they will stay where they're at, but, but for right now, uh, that's where they're, where they are. Uh, Rick, I think the, <laughs> the I, I don't know what caused more consternation yesterday. Uh, the fact that Noah Juleson got claimed off of waivers by the Florida Panthers, which we can certainly uh, go into a little bit about, or the fact that Mark Bergevin placed both Michael Fro- both new signees Michael Froelich and Corey Perry on waiver exposed them to waivers, uh, and I think uh, I think there were a lot of people in Montreal that kind of breathed a sigh of relief at noon today when when they cleared. I don't think there was any worry about Michael Froelich. No. Uh, they the focus was on Corey Perry, and that's that's again, it's kind of an Ilya Kovalchuk charm of of. Corey Perry. Corey Perry isn't the same kind of, of um, you know, player who who is is great in in interview. He's very he's very blunt. He's very um, frank. He's 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 very businesslike in mm-hmm. his interviews. But I think that the fans like the fact his attitude, his his compete level, his drive for uh, another cup. They appreciate that and and want to make sure that he stays on the roster. Um, I, I think I mentioned to, to you yesterday, uh, when we were messaging that, um, you know, both Froelich and Corey Perry were signed very late, mm-hmm. uh, by Mark Bergevin. So, uh, the other 30 teams had uh, their fair opportunity, uh, to sign one of those two players, uh, in the off season as, as, uh, unrestricted free agents and didn't. So, um, you know, would their minds have been, uh, you know, changed? Uh, 
viewing Canadians practice for for a week? Um, probably not. Um, so I, I I thought that that Perry and Froelich were pretty safe. The Juleson one is is tough. It's re- it's tough for the Canadians, and um, and and maybe not for for I was going to say for Juleson as well, but maybe not. Maybe he now gets a a better opportunity uh, to uh, kickstart his career once again. Absolutely. Uh, getting picked up off of waivers by the Florida Panthers uh, means that he will need to stay on the NHL roster for at least 30 days. Uh, so he is going to get a shot at really showing what he can do and and also get a shot at just starting a season kind of uninterrupted and on a positive note um, and and see if he can get some momentum under him. Uh, keep in mind that the interesting thing here with this pickup is uh, part of the, the, the front office now uh, for um for the Florida Panthers is Rick Dudley and Shane Churla. Uh and and Rick Dudley, we've talked extensively about his um uh, his knowledge and his uh, keen sense hockey sense when it comes to talent. Um and he was with the Montreal Canadiens when uh as as um senior VP of Hockey Ops, I believe, um, when Juleson was drafted. So he would know uh, what kind of upside Juleson had. And and Shane Churla moves from director of amateur scouting in Montreal to director of amateur scouting um, in Florida. So perhaps not uh, as as much of of an influence on the Juleson front, but but for sure that had to have play had to have played a factor. Those two uh, being in Florida now. Um, yeah, Churla, you know, on the the drafting side, and and uh, uh, was was aware of of Juleson's junior career. Dudley would have seen him a lot more mm-hmm. um, playing in Laval, and uh, would have a great sense of of his uh, potential. And also, as an assistant to the general manager, you'd have Blake Jeffreyon speaking into uh, Bill Zito's ear. And Blake Jeffreyon also, uh, hmm. you know that Jeffreyon name uh, that in the, the Canadians and also Blake uh, came over from Nashville in a trade to Montreal um, to be the third generation uh, to to play to put on the Canadian sweater. So you have three uh, uh, executives in hockey ops with uh, connections, um, uh, insight into into the Montreal Canadiens uh, players and and. Uh, uh, they liked uh, what they they saw and and had a target for Nor- Nor- Noah Juleson and and uh, and scooped him up when they had the chance, as as they should have. Um, so we uh, we congratulate uh, Noah Juleson on getting a new opportunity and a fresh start with a new team. Uh, keep in mind, uh, um, it's one of those things where you know. We, we always say we hope we don't see you because we, we want him to we'd like to see him stay in the NHL if for some reason down the road this season he does find himself in the AHL keep in mind that the Florida Panthers um, is splitting their affiliation uh, and and they are with Syracuse this year um, so it's possible that Noah Jolson can find himself in familiar territory, but uh, for now he gets a, a decent shot uh, at the NHL with the Florida Panthers. So we will uh, keep an eye on that. Um, 
As such, you know, things kick off tomorrow. The Canadians start a, a six start the season with a six-game road trip. Uh, they don't have a home opener at the Bell Centre until, I believe, January 28th. Uh, so it'll be a little while till till the uh, the Habs are home at the Bell Centre. But um, around the league, we're already seeing, Rick, as you mentioned, uh, we're already running into COVID pauses and, and shutdowns and so forth uh, when, you know, we had... We saw the Dallas Stars have to shut down for a little while. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks thought they were going to, excuse me, thought they were going to have to. It turned out to be a false alarm. Uh, Mika Zibanejad has come out uh, and and has said that he that he has tested positive for COVID, um, and that's going to be a new thing this year that we are going to get that we didn't get in the return to play bubbles. Uh, we will know which players uh, do test positive. Um, so it's going to be a tricky, a tricky landscape. Um, you know, when you have um, player movement, you know, w- will there need to be quarantining for a few days? If there's, we, well, you even mentioned to me right before, as we were kind of talking um, before we started the show, there was a there was a minor league trade that was across the border um, today. That's right. We we heard from some GMs that that quite. In- including Mark Bergevin, who questioned whether there would be any um, trades of, of U.S.-based clubs with Canadian-based clubs um, at all, if that would happen at all. And uh, we've already had one with uh, uh, Clark Bishop going to the Ottawa Senators mm-hmm. in exchange for Max Lajoie, who goes to the Hurricanes. Interesting. And keep in mind, the Hurricanes AHL affiliate is now the Chicago Wolves. Not the Charlotte Checkers anymore. I know I can't keep them all straight, but we will talk about the Chicago Wolves a little bit more in the second segment. Um, One last thing while we're talking about the Canadians and the Flyers. The Flyers have a very special date on the calendar for themselves this year. Uh, February 21st, they have a game against the Boston Bruins, but it will not be at TD Garden, and it will not be held at the Wells Fargo Center. The NHL announced... uh, a series of outdoor games that will take place uh, in February, uh, on February 21st and 22nd, uh, sorry, uh, 20th and 21st. Um, And no fans will be in attendance. And instead, they are going to set up an outdoor rink on a golf course on the shores of Lake Tahoe. Uh, And the Flyers get to be get to participate in one of the two games that are going to take place there. It'll be Flyers versus Bruins. And on a different day, it'll be the Colorado Avalanche versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and uh, it's going to be, I, I actually, the artist rendering of it looks like it will be a beautiful setting. Uh, it'll be on the 18th fairway uh, at the Edgewood Tahoe Resort. Um, it's previous uh, hosting course for the U.S. Senior Open, um, and it's the annual site of the American Century Championship, uh, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful view, um, and it's going to be really fun to see. Each team is going to wear their reverse retro jersey for that game, um, and uh, it'll be it'll be really fun. Um, it's going to be different without any spectators, but kind of it seems that they're throwing back to to you know, that quote unquote pond hockey a little bit and really getting outside and out into nature for, for a game. So Rick, mark your calendars week yeah. after Valentine's day. Great backdrop. And, and, uh, it's, I think it's a good idea for yeah. them, uh, to have something different, get some eyeballs on the sport. 
not really a pond hockey would be great, but I think you got to go a little bit further north for that. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently, uh, Gary Bettman said that uh, Lake Louise was considered. Uh, of course, that would be you could you could oh put right on the the lake there, but um, uh, that it w- there was too many regulations uh, being being in a provincial park to uh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, to to pull that off, but um, yeah, um, as a second choice, I suppose Lake Tahoe would. would I be suppose fine. I suppose it'd be <laughs> all right, um, but I think uh, Flyers fans are already really excited for it. It'll be a great uh, it'll be a great game against the Bruins. The Flyers and the Bruins do not like each other. Um, that's a game Canadians fans can get behind for the Flyers. They don't want you know, right? Yeah, we don't like either of them. I know so. But you'd rather see the Flyers <laughs> defeat the Bruins. Yes. Okay. See? I, as I've said many times, I would love to see the Russian Central Army team beat the, the <laughs> Boston Bruins. <laughs> should be a should be a good game for sure. Um, speaking of uh, you know broadcasting games, NBC Sports announced their new uh, in-game uh, studio commentators and. Uh, and analysts for this season. Uh, there's over 20 game and studio commentators. Um, the three headliners for the play-by-play commentators for NBC Sports are um, John Forslund, Kenny Albert, and Brendan Burke. Congratulations. You know, Brendan's made some some appearances on NBC. Uh, you'll remember uh, years ago, he was the play-by-play caller for uh, the Utica Comets. Um and had since gone gone to the New York Islanders, and now it looks like he's going to be one of the three headlining play-by-play commentators for NBC Sports. So congratulations to Brendan Burke. There's an AHL grad for you. Um, yeah, and 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 a nice guy, and, yeah. and we've dealt with him uh, many times. Uh, John Forslund a bit melbatoast uh, <laughs> for my taste. Kenny Albert's pretty exciting, Kenny but it Albert's re- pretty good. reminds us that we're going to desperately miss uh, Doc Emmerich on the coverage. We will. And in fact, um, the video promo that the NHL put out uh, regarding this outdoor game in Lake Tahoe has one quick, and he scores from Doc Emmerich. Mm. And you could see fans on Twitter going, did you have to put Doc's voice <laughs> in there? Um there's another voice that's going to be missing from NBC Sports, but Brian I don't Boucher? know. No. Are we getting rid of Brian Boucher? No, he's still there. Oh, jeez. But it's another voice that will be missing, but I don't know how much it, it'll be. He'll still be there. Keith Jones has been there. Fred Stone. Stop it. Okay. There are <laughs> Flyers fans that listen to this podcast who like Keith Jones, so knock it off. All right. Um, speaking of which as a quick aside uh, I'm lamenting the retirement of Bill Clement uh, tremendous now he's great he really is he's gonna be sorely missed on Flyers broadcasts uh, really sad to see Bill Clement uh, not gonna be there but wishing him well in retirement no however there is another voice that will not be heard uh, that will be missing from NBC sports coverage but I don't know how much it'll actually be missed and that is Mil- Mike Milbury. You recall back in the return to play, he made a typical Mike Melberry comment uh, that did not go over well in the year 2020 uh, and found him with an early exit from the bubble uh, as a result. And it seems that NBC is finally moved on from Mike Melberry. Um, See ya. Won't I ha- be missed. Will not be missed. Um 
I hate to say it, you know, I don't like to speak ill of, of anyone else in the, in the media. And I'm not necessarily speaking ill of Mike Milbury. I'm simply saying I, his, it was grating to listen to, to his analysis. Um, so throw one controversy out, bring another one in. Mike Babcock is going to be on the NBC analyst desk. He'll be um, good. He'll, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I very much anticipate his analysis from his standpoint, uh, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people with plenty of opinions, uh, as you've already seen it flying around on social media. Uh, also, Ryan Callahan and Dominic Moore are going to be contributing to their in-studio coverage, so that'll be... Dominic Moore in to discuss face-offs. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. how I've, I I've heard know. Dominic Moore uh, interviewed, and, and he's he's well-spoken. Uh Ryan Callahan should be entertaining. Um, you, know, you know, one, it's tough to make that jump. Anson Carter hasn't hasn't really managed that. Patrick Sharp has been great. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how Callahan and and Moore make uh, make the jump to uh, to, to the the coverage. Yeah, and you know, I I agree. Um, Patty Sharp has been great. Pa- has been fabulous. Yeah. I, I actually think he has made the transition very well. Um, his analysis is, is spot on. He speaks well, um, really, really good objective, um, analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've really been impressed with him so far. Um, which, which I'm happy to say also should make a note that the NHL network has also announced that, uh, Bruce Boudreaux, on the NHL network <laughs> was not a flash in the pan. He is now going to permanently be at the oh, NHL boy. network um, as a regular analyst. Um, say what you will about that. I do have one piece of, of kind of a, a do we remember Bruce Boudreau at the uh, draft in Montreal? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's stories for off the air. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, Sorry, folks. Maybe someday, if we ever, <laughs> if there's ever a paywall, <laughs> maybe that story will be behind the paywall someday. Um, but no, in in other news, um, not talked about very much um, on social media with all of the other hubbub going on this past week. But Bruce Boudreaux uh, is actually he and his wife are returning to Hershey. Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be coming back to Hershey. Um, because he has purchased a tier three junior A team in the USPHL, which is the United States Premier Hockey League. Um, they own another US, USPHL team called the Minnesota Blue Ox, uh, where Boudreaux's son, Bruce, is an assistant coach there. Um, but um, they're bringing this new uh, this new USPHL team to Hershey to play at the historic Hershey Park Arena. Um, it will come next year. And so um, it's where the Hershey Bears used to play until the early 2000s. Um, and uh, actually, of note, it's where... Uh, Wilt Chamberlain had his 100-point game back in the 60s. Same building. So uh, we know what a great hockey town Hershey is, um, and Boudreaux apparently is going to be very hands-on with the day-to-day activities of this new club. And, Rick, I think it's a a great addition to the town of Hershey, and I think think the fans there are really going to like it. This is fantastic news. Hershey is is one of my favorite stops, one of our favorite stops uh, in the AHL. 
terrific hockey town. They are Hershey Bears fans first. Love the Capitals, but uh, they are local hockey fans mm-hmm. first. Um, that building is is terrific and always buzzing. And uh, this is this is good news for for the Hershey area. Absolutely. So I actually kind of threw that in there. It was one of those things that just came uh, off the top of my head to re- to remind everyone uh, that we wanted to pass that along as well. Just great to see. Um, hockey growing in the state of Pennsylvania, particularly in in the eastern and southeastern portion of Pennsylvania, where is really becoming in this region a kind of a hockey hotbed with all of the AHL teams, the ECHL teams, um, the Flyers and the and the Penguins out west, and a lot of a lot of uh, lower league teams as well. So congratulations to the Boudreaux. Looking forward to to seeing how that turns out. We are going to take right now a quick break on the other side of this commercial we are going to go around the ahl give you some news um coming out of a couple of different clubs in the ahl as well as some breaking echl news today that you won't want to miss so don't go anywhere we'll be back right after this the press zone is proud to be a partner of rocket sports media digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at all Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks again for joining us. My name is Amy Johnson, your host for today, and Rick Stevens is my fabulous co-host with me here again. Uh, And be sure you're following us on Twitter. There are two places you want to be sure you're following. That's at the AHL Report. And you also want to be following at the Flyers Report if you're a Philadelphia Flyers fan uh, to keep on tap of uh, keep on top of all of the news related to the flyers that we have for you coming out there. Uh, in this segment, we're just going to go kind of uh, around the AHL and in addition, a little bit of ECHL news. Um, first and foremost, uh, we had talked about the fact that for the AHL to now get the season started in a few weeks, there were three clubs who ended up 
opting out for this season due to COVID reasons. Uh, and that was the uh, Milwaukee Admirals, the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds, and the Charlotte Checkers. Now, up until this point, uh, we had heard about um, the Panthers, the Florida Panthers, and their uh, East, uh, AHL affiliate, the Charlotte Checkers, uh, coming up with a dual affiliation with the Syracuse Crunch so that Florida's AHL players still have a place to play. Same thing for the St. Louis Blues, uh, who their affiliate is now the Springfield Thunderbirds. Uh, they established a dual affiliation agreement with the Utica Comets. So it would be a Comets, um, kind of a, a Comets Thunderbirds um, split there. Um However, now uh, the Chicago Wolves have announced, uh, I guess the Nashville Predators announced that um, they are going to split affiliation with the Chicago Wolves, which is Carolina's new AHL affiliate this year. So finally, uh, so Nashville's AHL affiliate is the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, that finally, that third team does have an official dual affiliation uh, with with the Wolves taking on that dual affiliation. So all three teams who opted out for the season have now found uh, new homes with a dual affiliation. And Rick, it's going to be we we talked about this as well last week with Patrick Williams. Uh, in fact, if you missed Lex last week's show, be be sure you go to thepresszone.com uh, and look for last week's show. Go back and listen to it. The second segment was an extensive interview with our friend uh, Patrick Williams uh, from NHL.com and EP Ringside. And we had a lengthy discussion about uh, all of the new news that's coming out about the AHL season and the teams that have opted out and what the dual affiliations are going to mean and and what the rosters are going to be comprised of. And, and there was a lot of great information. So be sure you go back to listen to that show. But we talked about how, you know, these split affiliations, it's going to be interesting to see how all of that gets balanced out. In fact, today, St. Louis assigned, I think, 16 players to Utica, who they are, <laughs> you know, it's like Utica's like, okay, well, and I, I, I think Utica has, I think today, um, I want to say that uh, they sent, oh, goodness, I think Utica already had 14 players assigned from Vancouver as it was. So, I mean, that's a that's a boatload of people getting assigned from two different organizations all in one day. Particularly when what happens with the overthrow with uh, the, the, the overload of the players that, that uh, where do they go? The ECHL is, is reduced in teams, reduced in the number of players in the league. Um, so these are things that uh, we haven't faced before. And, and uh, I think one of the things that we talked about uh, last week with Patrick Williams, and, and I relayed uh, the situation in uh, Hamilton when the Canadians and, and Oilers uh, shared that AHL affiliate, that um, it's difficult uh, given that, that uh, there's usually one there, there's usually staff from one um, one of the franchises mm -hmm. uh, there, and so they they will play the uh, the players from you know their 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 
primary affiliate. They will um, uh, teach them the, the, the same systems and that sort of thing. It looks like um, with the shared affiliations we're seeing this year, uh, that that's not going to be the case, that there's also going to be um, uh, spots on the bench for, for coaching staff from, from both uh, affiliates. So um, that might, um, we'll see how that, that works out. Um, but uh, again, kind of treading some new territory here. Absolutely. In fact, our, our buddy Ben Brunell, who uh, is the Utica Comets beat reporter for the Observer Dispatch, um, mentioned on Twitter last week that um, sure enough, uh, there are two uh, St. Louis representatives at uh, being added to the coaching staff uh, in Utica for this season. That's Drew Bannister and Daniel Kachuk. Uh, Drew Bannister was the coach of the San Antonio Rampage for the last two seasons. Remember, St. Louis used to be affiliated with San Antonio Rampage. San Antonio got bought out, moved to Henderson, uh, bought by the Vegas Golden Knights and moved to Henderson to be their affiliate. So Drew Bannister was the San Antonio coach for the last two seasons, and Dan Kachuk was the assistant for the last two seasons. So they are set to be part of the Utica coaching staff. Um, Trent Call will remain the head coach of Utica, of course, and also associate coach Gary Agnew. So it seems like there will be coach and one assistant coach, associate coach, uh, from Utica, who's who's a already established there, and then there will be two associate coaches um, from St. Louis as well. You might be wondering, but wait a minute, what about Jason King? We talk about Jason King quite often. Um, used to be involved with St. John's Ice Caps organization when the Canadians had uh, their affiliation in St. John's Newfoundland. Uh, well, uh, good news, Jason King recently in the last month has had a promotion and he is now uh, an assistant coach with the Vancouver Canucks. So congratulations to, to Kanger. Uh, we are, we're very excited for his new opportunity. Uh, and that is part of the reason why there is space open behind the bench. Um, the other thing, Rick, uh, plenty of news coming out of, of Utica. You know, we've seen, um, we've seen not only a lot of older AHL players uh, either leave very early on and head to Europe not knowing what the AHL landscape was going to look like this year and needing to play, uh, but we've also seen quite a few retirements, uh, perhaps earlier than than maybe would have been expected for some for some players, uh, given, you know, the safety concerns and the health concerns and the uncertainty. Uh, you've seen a lot of retirements happen this year as well. And the Utica Comets uh, captain, Carter Banks, uh, just yesterday announced his retirement, um, played 10 seasons in the AHL with Utica and the Abbotsford Heat, um, it's 591 regular season games and uh, helped the Comets get to the Calder Cup Finals back in 2015. He's been the captain of the Comets for the last four seasons. Uh, he was a three-time winner of the IOA American Specialty AHL Man of the Year Award. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, he's he is moving on, so no more Carter Banks in, Ut in Utica. Well, I uh, yeah, on the roster of Utica, but I've got to... Um 
I've got to believe that that Carter Banks is going to have some sort of connection to uh, either Utica or Vancouver or that that franchise. He's much beloved in yeah. in Utica, uh, being the captain the last four years. Um, got a couple of games in in the NHL with Calgary, um, but uh, his connections are with Utica and and with Vancouver, and I I think we'll see him in some sort of capacity. Absolutely, I agree. Um, one last thing, uh, some some new news that came out from the ECHL today. The ECHL made it official today and has officially announced that the league's board of governors has approved the expansion applications for Trois-Rivières, Quebec, to begin play in the 21-22 season. And, yes, there's an and. And also for a team to be to begin play the same season in Coralville, Iowa. Uh, So two new ECHL teams joining the league in the 2021-22 season. And interestingly enough, Rick, Dean McDonald owns the Iowa franchise as well. (laughs) So he'll have the Growlers Uh in Newfoundland and uh, and two other teams, Trois-Rivières and Coralville, Iowa, both will be playing out of brand spanking new uh, arenas. Uh, finishing touches being put on the one in Trois-Rivières and uh, Coralville was finished in September. Um, so it, it's, um, we, we can, we can speculate at, um, at who these, these, uh, which NHL team, these uh, franchises will be attached to. Mm-hmm. At this point, there's no official announcement, um, but uh, they will be, uh, ready for the 2122 uh, ECHL season. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it, we've we've talked extensively about the the back and forth that this is I mean, our our dear longtime listener and friend Kathy says that there should actually anytime we talk about Trois Rivières that we should play the days of our lives uh, theme song <laughs> <laughs> for the ongoing saga uh, like sands through the hourglass. Um and it has been a bit of a saga, uh, but there has been a lot of Montreal influence in that decision-making. Um, Mark Waitman, of course, you'll remember, was the president of the Laval Rocket, the the VP of Group CH, who, who left last year. He has now uh, gone from kind of an advisory role trying to get this ECHL franchise off the ground to now he is the president CEO of this new franchise. Uh, so you've got that influence there as well as a, a bounty of other uh, Canadians influences. So we can, we can't say for sure because there is no announcement yet of an official affiliation, but we can be pretty sure that that is likely where the Habs will find themselves an ECHL franchise finally. And as for the other franchise in, uh, in Iowa, in Coralville, uh, that's likely to be affiliated with, uh, Minnesota, uh, which will be uh, pretty close, um, proximity right now, uh, Minnesota's ECHL affiliate is in Allen, Texas, uh, but that agreement is set to expire at the end of this uh, this this season. So expect that uh, that Minnesota will have their ECHL affiliate in Coralville, Iowa. The Montreal Canadiens in uh, Trois Rivières, Quebec. Excellent. It's going to be, you know, it's this season's going to be something special, but next season. Uh, who knows? It's going to be in every league. I think things are going to really get exciting uh, next year. All I know is that it's getting pretty exciting. 
Uh, the fact that it's Hockey Eve. Uh, we have our All Habs Fantasy Hockey Draft tonight. Joseph Whalen. I am already stacking my roster options. Going down. He says he's ready. He had a, his, uh, I think it was last night, he had a, an office pool draft, uh, officepool.com draft. And, oh, he's uh, playing in other leagues now, oh, is he? Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's, is he? All sorts of leagues. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So he's, right. he's yeah, he's, uh-huh. he's brushing his skills up. I see. To defend a championship. All right. Well, we have our draft tonight. We're going to see what happens. His championship's a little dusty because one wasn't awarded last year, so... It's, oh, that's true. Know, yeah. It was just left unresolved. Yeah, I, I have the trophy. You do not. <laughs> Wish us luck. Wish all of you luck out there if you're uh, drafting on this last night before the regular season begins. Uh, and to everyone out there, I mean, that really is the feel-good finale for this week is that hockey is back tomorrow. Uh, the NHL is set to kick off uh, with a lot of games tomorrow night uh, and <laughs> practically every night after that. Uh, noticed a lot of Monday games on the schedule uh, this year. So you're going to get hockey on most nights of the week. Uh, and I think a lot of fans, for a lot of fans in in the midst of this pandemic, it's going to be a welcome distraction. So everyone stay safe. Uh, be sure you're out there uh, following us on Twitter at the AHL Report. You can also follow Rick at All Habs. You can follow me at Flyers Rule. Uh, we will both be having uh, live game coverage um, for the Habs and the Flyers, as well as post-game recaps and so forth. Um, and Rick, really, um, you know, we mentioned earlier in the show that folks can go to thepresszone.com if they've missed any episodes that they'd like to go back and catch maybe a, a special interview that we did. Um, but really, where where is it that people can go to find the podcast and be able to subscribe to it and, and share it so that not only they don't, not only do they not ever miss an episode, uh, but they can also tell their friends and family. Check your phone. Whatever you use to to uh, listen to podcasts, uh, that's what you use. Whether it's Google, um, Google Podcasts, Apple, uh, any of the uh, Spotify, any of the major podcast apps, you can find uh, the Press Zone, and you can also find Canadians Connection. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to share, uh, and uh, and and rate them uh, when when you can. Um, if you want um, uh, on our websites, thepresszone.com or canadiansconnection.com is where you'll head. The other thing you can do if you're listening to this podcast in the podcast player on our website, if you went in and clicked on the podcast article, and that's where you're listening to the podcast right now, um, you can subscribe with the platform of your choice right there in the player. Just take a look at it right now as you're listening to this. There is a little subscribe button. Just hit that. Uh, you can share from there as well, and and you can choose which platform, uh, how you want to subscribe. It's easy peasy, uh, and that way you never miss an episode. With the, with the season starting uh, tomorrow, you are not going to want to miss an episode. We will have audio. We will have analysis and everything to uh, feed your frenzy of your favorite hockey team. So thanks so much for sticking with us throughout this entire shutdown uh, and and extended offseason. We've been here every week. We'll continue to be here every week. And we look forward to seeing you next week right here for another excellent episode of The Press Zone. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit ahlreport.com 
for the latest news on hockey prospects.